Welcome to Mouthing Off with Olivia. Hey guys, it's Olivia Caridi from The Bachelor, the girl with probably the biggest mouth you've ever seen. But now I'm using my huge mouth to talk really smart things with my favorite reality stars, influencers, YouTubers, you name it. They're going to mouth off too. Damn. This is Mouthing Off with Olivia. Everyone, going back to Big Brother this week with Caitlin Herman, who is so cool. And uh, <laughs> people were freaking out in my comment section on Facebook, by the way, for you. So Were they? Yeah, well, I always ask people like, hey, do you have any questions for this guest? And they were so excited. I haven't had that many Big Brother people on and people were obsessed. They're so excited. So I have a now, lot of... Now, did you watch the show? I I watched the live feeds. I didn't... That is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I, I just like... I don't... I have like... Um, I get really anxious about reality TV now sometimes. Like I have a As hard time watching it. So I like to watch the, the live stuff. For my particular case... Like, Probably not. I just wasn't myself at all like okay. in any in any scenario whether it was an edited version or the live feed so like i can't even say like yeah like you'll definitely like me better if you watch the live feed because <laughs> i didn't even like myself on the live feed. Uh, i feel this i think we have a lot more in common um than we than we thought we did um i think that we probably have so much yeah. in common considering i watched you on the bachelor <laughs> and i can't i can't imagine like let's just get this out of the way yeah. i can't imagine what you went through on any level like yeah. i can in some sort of way but you definitely like can yeah. all of our experiences are like unique to ourselves and i don't know where you were in life right now or if you could really handle what you went through emotionally or, or just how strong you were in right. that sense but you really got you got the shit at i got fucked but i've i've you know watched a couple of your interviews and and i, I wonder because i watched the first episode of my season and um, I watched Women Tell All a little bit after it aired. And then sure. all I really saw was clips of myself. Um, but I've never watched like the, the full thing. No. Have you watched yours? So what happens is um, since it's live over the summer, right. I was evicted pre-jury. So I wasn't locked away in a house. I was able to go home and be in the regular world it, yeah. while it was still happening. So instead of going back and rewatching from the beginning i just decided to keep up like watch as if you know okay. it was still happening i didn't go back i didn't watch me from the beginning i just watched now continuing. what happened after you left yeah like okay. as it was happening in real time but then there came a point later in the summer where i was like well let me go back and maybe watch the first episode and the second and you know i tried but it was very difficult to watch yeah. it's not easy I, I just did it for like mental health and that was it. Like there was nothing for me that I needed to see. And you know what's so interesting? You know? It's like one of the big things you think about before going on a show. It's like you don't really have time to process that you even got on a show. No. But then one of the exciting things is like, oh my God, I get to like watch myself on TV. And then when you're off, that's the fucking last thing you want to do. I didn't even want my friends and family to watch. Like that's how how weird it was like I remember I watched the season premiere with um my producer ironically and then my friend Kayla from my season and my mom and it was like such a weird vortex of like meta weirdness like why yeah. am I watching myself on television when I felt like I blacked out the whole time you know like exactly I don't, it was so weird 
It is so strange. I can't. Oh, my God. Especially because you have all that time to wait until you have to watch it. And then you're like, I don't know how this is going to go down for no. me. Well, well, let's let's go back. Um, so Big Brother season 20 uh, was, was your season for, for anyone who wants to. Um, there's clips of you all over the Internet if you want to watch and, and educate and deep dive. But um, I'm curious <laughs> who you were. I always want to ask the question. Who were you before reality TV? You were living on Long Island. So growing up, like so normal, I was like the biggest thespian in the world, like in high school, like choir, drama, all that. But I was also like in the cool group. So my whole life has been like basically just being friends with anyone, like everyone and anyone. I will talk to a brick wall for an hour and a half, like very (laughs) personal. Like that's just who I am. Right. And I went to college and I studied music industry because I thought I was going to be like the next Ari Gold from Entourage, like big time agent. And after spending some time in a job, like with a position that was really kind of high up in the music industry, I started to realize this is not for me. Like, this is really not for me. I I felt this weird separation from like my truth, which was Mm. a weird thing to even process because I had never done like a deep dive into like spirituality or anything. And I had no influences of that, but something just felt so disconnected and off. And then like one thing led to another and I ended up figuring out that coaching seemed interesting to me. And a lot of weird synchronicities kind of led its way. And I, you know, applied for a program and I got in and I got the job I mean, got the certification and it took many, many months to do. And then one morning I decided I woke up, it was in October of last year. And I was like, I'm going to move to LA. <laughs> and of course my boyfriend of five years, my parents they were like, what is wrong with you? But like, also like we got to let her do her thing. Cause like, there's no stopping her. Like yeah. she's not going to listen to us. So I did, I moved within a month. And now I I don't know, there was some like force within me to go. And about four months later, I got on a show. Follow your intuition. What I'm curious about, um, for those of you who watched, or if you follow along, um, you are a life coach, a spiritual life coach, and a meditation leader. And um, it it was uh, quite talked about on your season, but, um, what I want to ask, so, so there is like a certification that you get to do what you do. Yeah. I mean, some people don't do that there, but there's so many people in this world that like call themselves life coaches and they didn't even, I'm an accredited coach to the ICF, the international coaching federation. It's a union. Like I, I put in work to get there. The big misconception is that, you know, the big, the big backlash that I was getting is like, this girl's 24. Like, what is she doing? And my response to that is then you don't know what a life coach is because people think that a life coach is me just giving you advice. Like, oh, I know it all. I've experienced it all when I have not, like, I have not experienced anything, (laughs) you know, like I've, I've not done that, but a life coach is basically trained. I've, I was trained to ask you empowering questions to make you realize that you have the answers. Like, and it's the whole thing with life coaching is it's not past based it's present and future. So I kind of hold you accountable for getting to where you want to be in your life. Mm -hmm. And that does not require me needing more years of life, you know, I, it's funny because I, um, I've been in therapy for many years and, um, my mom kind of just recently was like, maybe you don't need therapy anymore. Maybe you need a life coach. Like maybe you're done drudging up the past and you need just help with like the present and the future. So that's what you do. 
Yeah, that's exactly what I do. And there are times that you like hiring? are you uh, you looking for clients? If, if you need a, if you need a coach, I'm here for you. But so many there are so many girls that or you know young men too that will come to me, and I'm very serious on like who I bring in right. because I feel like this is like doing you know really good work, and I'm serving people, and it's totally it wouldn't make sense if I just took people because mm-hmm. I want their money. And there are so many people I have to turn away because they need a therapist; they yeah. don't need me. And, um, yeah, like that's, that's a lot of what I do. Well, someone had a question. Um, yeah. Jessica Knight at, said, I'm a life coach and struggle to get my word and message out. How did you get your message out prior to getting on the show? And then follow up. Has this show been really helpful for you in getting the word out there? So part one of that question I totally hear you and I relate to you because it is very difficult in the world that we live in today to like express like your truth and your message and your business. And half of the world is going to be like, this is some like woo bullshit. Like, <laughs> I get you. So all I can say is stay aligned. And if you know your purpose and you know your truth and you know, like, you know, where you're going with your business and who you want to attract, just keep doing it because yeah. it will come. Like my big thing is I, I never really heavily marketed at all. I, and this is going to sound, I know, so fucking insane, <laughs> but I literally just manifested my clients. Like I manifested mm-hmm. who I wanted to attract into my business, the people that I, you know, needed me and it happened. And that's just because I believe so deeply in what I do. Um, so I challenge you to do that. Also, I would say that me going on the show completely ruined my business mm. in a sense. I am now in a situation where I have to stray away from having, you know, just regular one-on-one clients because there's a lot of people that reach out to me just because they want to talk to Caitlin from the show. And I'm not here to take someone's money like that. Right. I'm not going to do it. So that's been difficult. But on the plus side, I'm I've kind of realized a demographic that I would like to start coaching, which I'm transitioning my business now into coaching people that were on reality shows and how do they deal with it? That is a fantastic idea. Yeah. There's, there's not enough conversation about people that have been on reality shows and the mental health. And like, I want to be able to be there for you where you decide, do I want to keep going with this like influential like path or do I want to just fucking go back to regular life? What is it? How can I help you get to that spot? How can we work together? Also with dealing with all the fucking shit that you just went through. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that is the transition. And like, that's, there's a gap and it's not, there's no one that does it. And I think that's where I'm going to step in. That's a huge, that's a great idea. Thank you. So um, this is a basic question, but I want to make sure to get everyone's names out there. Mary Elizabeth Mayhew uh, said, um, how did you start your life coaching? Which I guess gets into the the question. You said it was kind of just something that you felt and then you went for, right? Yeah. So what happened was in the position I had in my in my music job, I started noticing a transition between myself and the clients. We had really big time artists that we were working with, and I was just like an assistant manager. But mm-hmm. I started noticing my role. I would talk to the the artists as if like I was coaching them and I didn't know what life coaching was, but it was not my job description. I was just supposed to fill out, you know, tour dates and this and that. But then I would start talking to them. Like we'd had one client, for example, really well-known artist who just did not want to do meet and greets anymore. And he's an older artist. And I was like, well, like, you know, to his, to him, I'd be like, well, let's try to like, go back to like, what was the purpose you started music in the first place? And I just felt like I started like coaching these artists into like, 
remembering like where they stood within this industry and then i was like i'm good at this like i'm actually really good at making people like ooh, making people like think deeper yeah um and then i started meeting a lot of coaches and like it just seemed right i got really into gabby bernstein who uh, is an incredible author like my mentor and it just i read her book spirit junkie and i was still in my job and i was like wait a minute like this what is what am i doing I, what am I doing? Like, you need to utilize your purpose here and not be stuck behind a desk doing what you hate, you know? I, that's fantastic. Another thing, I don't know if I believe yet, because we haven't talked and I don't know about spiritual guides. I'm just educating myself and everyone else. Um, so on the show, at least, and the reason yeah. I want to clear everything up is because I know how the show was work and, and, um, I'm sure they made you look wackier than you are um, yeah but you talked about spirit guides you talked about hits which I don't know what all that is so I want you to be like as yeah. real as possible about what you believe and just okay, yeah. tell everyone sure so there's a big difference between what I believe and what I experience like I am a 24 year old from Long Island New York with zero influences in this thing mm-hmm. but what I will say is that from the time I was super young I would get these things that now I like to call hits where I would just, we all get them though. Like, that's the thing. Like we literally all get them. We all get the like really deep intuitive, like, Oh, I, I think this just happened. Or like, mm. I have a feeling that this is going to happen, whatever it is. When I'm talking to people, sometimes I get this very strong sense of like, how do I word this for? Okay. It's almost like a voice that isn't my own. Okay. Without, I'm like, how do I word this without sounding no, super No, no, this, um, this is great. This is great. A voice that is not my own, that is telling me a thought that, like, would not be my own. So, for example, um, sometimes I'll be talking to a client and they will be saying nothing about their career. We're talking about their love life. And I'll just get this major, like, pop in my head of, like, you're not doing what you love. Like, this has nothing to do with your relationship anymore. Like, like you don't realize that this is, you're not here because of your relationship. You're not in tune with your purpose. And, like, I will say, like, do you mind if I interject? Like, this is what I'm getting. So it's not like I'm some fucking psychic. Like, that's not what this is. <laughs> well, that was but, my like, next question was, you're, okay, no. so you're not a psychic. Not it, not even a little bit. Okay. Like, but what I am is like extremely intuitive, and I do pick up on energy of what I like to call spirit guides. So, your spirit guides, we all have them. They could be family. They could not be. I don't fucking know who they are for any person. That's the other thing. I'm not a medium. I'm not like, oh, this is you know, whatever. Like, I don't this know. It's person. just energy. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's literally just energy, and I'm able to pick up on your guides. I kind of. That that's something that's developed within like I want to say the last three years. That's not something that I was like born with. Um, although I always have been really intuitive with that side. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, basically it's just energy that I pick up on, and I believe that the hits that I get come from that. And listen, it's not for everyone, and it doesn't have to be. And that's that's the whole thing. I get it. Like I get that it sounds wackadoo like I understand that completely but what am I going to do I feel like the more that I talk about it and the more that you know truthfully every hit that I get is right and like every every conversation I have with someone is is accurate so there's part of me that gets where people come from and I just hope that people can come from a place of 
non-judgment because I'm still judging myself over it. It's not like yeah. this is something that, like I wake up with and I'm like, oh, like this is cool. This is normal. It's not. Well, so- I'm, I'm so... I, the reason I'm speechless is just because I've never, you know, I've never educated myself on something like this. Like I watched an interview and you just said, oh, you have like six spirit guides around you yeah. right now. And I was like, how do you know that? Like what? So what I see. So what I see is when I'm looking at someone right now, you are kind of cut off. Yeah. So if you bent down a little, I could see the top of your head. Yeah. So what happens is when I look at someone in the eyes, it's almost like energy like above you. I don't, I think that I've gotten through that through doing Kundalini and the meditation and the yoga that I practice, which is a spiritual like awakening of sorts. I can't fucking control it. This is not something I can control, but I pick up on the energy and I could feel how many are with me. So when you and I are talking, I feel four. Like that's just what it is. Like there's, I I wish I could stop. And you don't know (laughs) who they are. You don't know what they look like. No, but sometimes I'm able, I can't really tell with you, but sometimes I really am able to pick up on gender, which um, like, and I wouldn't necessarily say gender, but I'm able to pick up on feminine energy or masculine energy. Um, There are some people that like, if you have all female guides around you, I pick up on that feminine energy and I'm saying they're all women. I can't, I don't, I don't feel that they're all women with you. Have you ever met someone now I'm just being annoying, but, yeah. um, and been like, Oh, your energy is not good. This isn't going to work. I don't want to be friends with you. <laughs> like, sure. But I also think that here's the thing that I believe, like everyone's truth, like everyone's core is love, like is really beautiful. And it's the ego that kind of makes that gray area because the ego is now taking over and you're becoming a version of yourself. That's not the truth. So when I see you, I see you as your truth, which is love. I don't see you as this like gray area of ego that's taken over. If I'm having a conversation with you and now you're getting fucking annoying and you're like saying all this ego based shit. Yeah, I can see that, but I also can still see your truth. But now I'm just fucking annoyed because I'm like, (laughs) you have so much potential. Like what's going on? I'm, I'm, I'm so fascinated. What kind of BS have you experienced with your bras? The hassle of bra shopping, picking one that doesn't show through your t-shirt. For me, it's been that pokey underwire. Well, Harper Wilde heard my complaints and said, it's time to make wearing a bra easier. Their revolutionary free home try-on allows you to find the perfect fitting bra right at home. You get to pick three bras in different sizes, colors, or styles, and they're shipped to you free. Shipping is covered both ways, so you only pay for what you keep. The three bra options are the base, the boost, and the flex, and they'll support your girls comfortably all day long. So none of the frills and unnecessary decorations, just three shades of nude, no pokey underwire for me or bras that show through my shirt just complete support comfort at an incredibly reasonable price so harper wild is lifting your girls and every girl as the company donates a portion of their sales to organizations dedicated to empowering women go to harperwild.com olivia to get started today with a free at-home try-on and you'll get a free bra wash bag if you have a bra you need a wash bag so now you can just get one for free it's perfect make sure to select three bras to try on and don't forget to add the wash bag to your cart as well that's harperwild.com w-i-l-d-e by the way harperwild.com slash olivia to try on three bras at home for free and you'll receive a free gift harperwild.com slash olivia what i what i want to ask you this goes into big brother but was there any part of you as you're doing your casting for big brother did you think like oh i'm tv gold 
they're going to take this and run with it. Like, absolutely. But I've always known that I was TV cool since I was like a child. Like I said, like I grew up doing like theater and all that stuff. I have the personality for TV. Now, I thought that like who I am would be very interesting. And I wanted, I I didn't think I was going to be on the show. The only reason why I went to the open call, because I went to an open call was because I thought Paul from like the season before would be there. I didn't want to be on, like, I didn't think this was going to happen. They just never stopped calling me. So there became a point in the process where I was like, oh my God, this is actually like very real and this could very much happen. Um, But I didn't realize, I was very excited about the situation because I thought I was going to be shedding light to something that a lot of people experience. And it was just like a sector of a person that isn't discussed. Right. But I didn't, like the way it was exaggerated because that's not me like that's not who I am and it 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 was exaggerated and it it was unrelatable and I think that if people really saw like actually like who I am and the things I experienced it wouldn't be so like out of sight out of mind like you would be able to grasp it a little better mm-hmm. um but yeah I mean it is what it is for those people that like follow me after my journey I would say that I'm like I've had the biggest turnaround like people did not like me on that show and I'm sure the same thing with you and now all of a sudden people are like wait you're actually very normal and very cool and interesting um so I've appreciated that that turnaround but I mean if I'm ever on a show again which is probably very likely like I know what an edit is now and I know how to stay away from it yeah you know it's one thing that I want to address it's so weird that this just like came to me and I don't know if you were gonna like bring this up at some point but now I'm just like, I, it's so, I, I don't like think about this every day. So now that we're talking about it, it's like triggering. But as far as my experience was concerned and a lot of like the judgment that I got on it, I don't know that it was so much of my spirituality as it was the fact that I had a boyfriend and yeah. I had a boyfriend of five years and I went into that situation and I'm, people don't think I'm like self-aware and I'm actually very self-aware to you the are, fact yeah. that I could admit to the fact that the second I opened that door and I went into that house, it was like, who's, who's Joe? Like that was, that was my boyfriend's name. Like, who is he? Like I needed the second you took me away from him. It was like, who's going to give me attention. Who's going to give me the validation I need. Like I, I, he's not here. Like he's not giving it to me. Someone give it to me. And I realized as soon as I opened that door to leave, what did I do? Like what happened to me? It was And I got home and I realized, okay, Caitlin, you have a major validation issue. You are, you were seeking attention, mostly from men. And if I really thought that I was enough as like a human being, I wouldn't have needed that. And then it goes back to, well, I'm not enough because if I really thought I was enough, I wouldn't have needed that constant validation from the men in the house. So I had a lot to work on within and I'm, grateful that I had that experience and I was able to watch that back because had I not I think I would have still been in my relationship if not engaged and it could have worked out maybe maybe it wouldn't have but I I've learned now to love myself so much like it's kind of scary that I don't need anyone <laughs> like I used to need people all the time I will be alone and be like Kaylin, you're the shit like yes, I love you so much when I hang out with you alone all the time I'm literally like so <laughs> obsessed with myself I'm yeah. like I don't need 
anyone, which is also kind of shocking and annoying, yeah. but um, that was a huge takeaway for me. So I don't, people say like, do you regret going on the show? And I don't just for that lesson. Yeah. Like I needed that. The, I think these shows are really great for like self-reflection for totally. there's something really painful about watching yourself in really vulnerable moments, but also really powerful and brave to say, Oh, I'm going to put this out there for a billion people to judge. And then I'm also totally. going to learn from it, you know? I think it's amazing. I really think it's like all the good most vibes. Thing. All good yeah. vibes. So, okay. So for some people who we get this general question for like advice on big brother castings and stuff, yeah. obviously you, um, not every casting situation is the same, but, um, what's your advice for people who want to go on big brother? Yeah, I would say to like, and honestly, this might sound like overkill, but like you really need to go into it and be authentically yourself. And if you're a boring person, be boring. If you're like super high energy, be high energy. Okay. The thing is casting is looking for something different every season. They might be going into this and be like, we're looking for a, um, Jewish girl from Long Island that's really into spirituality and like also has an attitude and like could also be a bitch. <laughs> I fit the criteria. Perfect. Like, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> like perfect. So you don't know what they're looking for. You have to just be yourself because you're boring, southern, whatever the fuck you are, that could be exactly what they're what looking, they're looking for. for. So just do it. And like how rewarding is that? That like you could be authentically yourself and know that you got on just because that's, that's because you. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a great answer. So, OK, I asked Elena the same question. Uh, what she didn't get to bring to the house that uh, she wished she could have brought. So same question to you. I think that my general sanity in the house <laughs> would have been much better had I had my music and like okay. I don't mean like top 40s. I mean, I meditate every day. And also it was very hard for me to meditate in this house. I barely did it um, when you don't have like your own space. And I have created kind of my own rituals and, and stuff like that that help me. And it's not for everyone, but I'm like the happiest person I know. So I'm like, fuck off. Like, if you don't right. like it, like, look how great I'm doing. Um, but one of the things that I really enjoy doing is listening to kundalini music kundalini is a type of meditation that i do while i'm meditating and i it just centers me and i feel like i was not connected to myself and had i just had that mm -hmm. that small amount of like like spa music-esque oh. like i would i would have been great like literally great <laughs> what a one the big, <laughs> the big joke was um when we're sequestered before we get into the house one of the producers like comes in and like goes through everything you have yeah. and pulls out pulls in whatever and i had packed since i knew i was gonna be sequestered for like a week i was allowed to bring whatever i wanted that didn't necessarily mean that it was gonna go in the house so i brought like my essential oil diffuser and my stage. I was going to be stuck in a room for a week. I needed something and like my books and something to keep me entertained. And um, one of the producers came in and was like, okay, Caitlin, like I thought we were about to have like a really serious conversation. And he was like, all right, Caitlin, like I had a discussion with a few other people and we've decided that we'll let you bring in six essential oils and I was like and I had brought like 50 with me and I was like six like you guys are setting me up for a failure like what are you talking about only six like I could barely choose so it's like me and all these people what did you and choose like, which ones are your your top six I chose okay so I use a brand called doTERRA and they have one blend that's called on guard that's protective against like 
sickness and I have an immune deficiency disorder. So I was like, okay, need you. So I had Ongar, I had peppermint, I had lavender, I had grapefruit, melaleuca, which is like tea tree oil. And what else did I have? Um, Oh, I had lemon too. Lemon. And what are the, I'm curious, like, what do they do? What should I buy? Which one do I need? Oh my God. I'm like, so, and this is not like a, like a fucking spiritual thing. This is just like, if you're a human being and you want to like do like natural holistic health, this is great. Um, Peppermint essential oil is incredible for sinus congestion. Oh, I only brought in my eucalyptus. That's really good for it too. You just rub a little under your nose. If you're all clogged up, it opens your airways. Also, if you're someone that has like headaches or migraines, if you just rub a little on the back of your neck or your forehead, it literally acts as a painkiller. Like it will help it go away. Um, The lemon I really enjoy for like a wake up honestly and I put I like to put drops in my water or my tea um I just like love the scent of it mm-hmm. grapefruit oil is amazing for cellulite and I have genetic cellulite to the tea I'm a little girl and I'm small but I have like most people get cellulite on the back of their legs yeah. mine like all all the fuck over the front the back mine, like, yeah, my legs are terrible yeah yeah it's incredible melaleuca or like tea tree oil is good for pimples um what else did i bring did i say i think oh the lavender is good for relaxing yeah yeah it helps you sleep you rub some on the bottom of your feet um i also bought you know this were lush yes so i the big thing in the house was i had what's called the sleepy lotion by lush and it's a lavender blend and it's so good and everyone our all of our blankets like everything smells like sleepy by lush at all times and like everyone be like can we get a sleep we used to give each other like sleepy hand massages before bed so yeah. like Essie would just like pull over and be like i want a sleepy massage like we all were using the sleepy so lotion they all appreciated your oh, the items oh, you yeah. got to bring in and I like left them behind um and there were times where like i would watch i told myself that i would be able to watch 10 minutes of live feeds once a week. So like, so I didn't get obsessive. This one time I changed the live feeds and Tyler, I guess one of the guys from the house, he just got in like peppermint oil like that I left behind, like in his eyes. Like, I guess he puts them here in the, (laughs) I tuned in and he's like, he has like tears in his eyes and, and Casey and JC were like, Oh, are you emotional that she's gone? She goes, no, I got her fucking peppermint oil. My (laughs) God. It was so funny. But um, and then Sage is the stuff that you lighted in the, what is yeah, it like so, clear out the bad energy so sage, yeah and like not just like oh yeah sage clears bad energy sage when you burn sage it actually changes the ionic composition of the air to make it lighter so it's not just like oh yeah like this native american like spiritual thing like sage is like clearing the energy like cool no it's not like it actually does something to the air so wow. anytime i feel like I'm in a funk, which is normal and natural and basically all the time, or I've had people at my apartment or just something. And I feel like I need to restart or refresh or just something's off. I'll sage, like I'll sage the apartment. I'll sage, um, you know, sometimes my car, like it depends. It really just depends on how I feel. I'm not like over the top with it. It's not like I'm saging once a week, but (laughs) truthfully, who knows if it's actually working or not. But all I know is that my brain is making me believe it is. As long as it feels good for you, who cares? That's literally all I care about. People are always like, if it's not like scientifically like working for me, like I'm not interested where I'm just like, I'll do anything to feel better. And if I'm actually starting to feel better, because we all know what it's like to be like, in a state of like anxiety or depression right. or a funk or whatever. And all you want to do in that moment is get out of it. Yeah. So if something's going to help me, 
I don't care how it is or Just how make it, it happen. Like, yeah. We all deserve to show off our big smiles and those white teeth. And if you're someone who's been hiding that beautiful smile of yours, listen up. Snow teeth whitening is the best solution I found for noticeably whiter teeth. Snow's patented technology whitens better than anything else on the market without the need to visit a dentist or get a prescription. It self sanitizes, wirelessly charges, automatically detects the shades of your teeth, and it's water resistant so you can whiten like I do when I'm in the shower. Plus, there's red light therapy for gum health. It's safe to use on veneers, braces, any other dental work, and results are guaranteed. Plus, Snow has the industry-leading five-year warranty. Snow Teeth Whitening ships worldwide, and every order helps a child who needs dental care. For 25% off while supplies last, use the promo code Olivia at trysnow.com slash Olivia. That's promo code Olivia at trysnow.com slash Olivia. Okay, Big Brother, what was your attitude going into the show? Like, did were you thinking, I want to win money? Because it doesn't seem like you were someone who was, like, super competitive and wanted to win. It seems like you just wanted a good experience. So I went into that house convinced. Like, before I even got, before I walked in the door, I was like, there's simply no way I'm not winning. And really? Like, I swear. I was like, I feel like if I'm just myself... And I'm just like kicking it and like having fun and making social relationships. I'm going to win. Like there's no way. And there also is a very competitive side to me. Like I am athletic. Like I can do those things. I was like, okay, I'm obviously going to win. Literally the second I walked through that door and I saw 15 other people, I was like, there's no no way. Like there's (laughs) no way. And then it would get further on. And I was like making all these weird ass decisions that like I would typically not make yeah. if I had my friends or family saying like, no, nah, like don't. Um, but I did. And then there got to a point, like there was just a point in my head where I was like, all right, you're not winning, but you're also like being a little nuts. So, so like, let's just do this for TV. Like at this point, like, let's just make a great show. Like, come on guys. Like there'd be morning before I'd wake up and I'd be like, we're on set. Like, thank you everyone. Like, <laughs> I was, and the producers loved it because I was literally, at one point I was just like, my friends and family, they would watch the live feeds and they would sit there and be like, this girl thinks she's still at sleep by camp. Like nothing about it. Like this isn't her. Like what the fuck is going on? My parents would call and be like, are you guys like giving her like, like a weird medication? What's like, happening to her? What happened? I totally lost myself. But Interesting. It was just like with the pressure of like, being with other people, fucking strangers. Like, I don't know these people. None of these people have my back. And also remembering that like cameras are following me and I also want to be good TV, but I also want to be myself. And I also want to be like a legend. Like there was so much going in my head and it all just like, I don't know. Went out the door. Yeah. Jennifer and Tiriano wants to know at what point did you forget that the cameras were there? Or did you you always you I've I forgot a few times but you know what it was you never okay here's what it is you never actually forget that the cameras are there but because you don't have immediate punishment for Mm -hmm. things you do or say you just don't care which sounds crazy but like you just don't like you there was part like I always knew I had a boyfriend but I also knew in the middle of the season, I felt like something, I felt something was not right. Like in the, in the relationship. Yeah. Like I would, 
go in and talk to production. I mean, so I knew at a certain point that maybe something was coming off a little strange hmm. um, without getting into too much detail. So I, I had a sense. And at that point, um, I really allowed myself to kind of fall for someone else on the show. Yeah. And it was wild. And because I wasn't going to automatically see on my phone people calling me this, I didn't care. Like, I'm one of those people that lives in the moment. Like, and everyone knows that about me. I'm so present that, like, that was a bad thing in this case. Yeah. Um, but I really, I don't judge myself for it because how can I? I, I regret certain behaviors I had just because it hurt someone that I like really loved so much. But at the end of the day, like no one, you can't, you can't even predict how you'd react being an on big brother. You can't. Mm -hmm. And I did it. And everyone reacts differently and everyone behaves differently. And that's the way I behaved and I'm going to own it. And there's nothing else I could say. Right. That is right. What am I going to do? She also wants to know if you can go into the diary room whenever you want to. Like you need to, Technically, sure, but like there needs to be someone from like the story team there, okay. so like, you can just walk in. Like you need a buzz; they'll see who's trying to come in, and okay. then they'll let you. If they can, yeah. Interesting. I've um, been in a million times just to like cry. Yeah. I just like for a moment away, maybe. Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> like lock yourself in there. Um, yeah. Okay, so so you mentioned falling for someone. Let's yeah. let's get into the boys, yeah. things like that. Um, let's start with Tyler. Well, Tyler was like the one for me. Like he made me feel so safe, like so protected, like all that stuff. As far as the other boys were concerned, Fessy was my best friend and Brett was also one of my good friends. Yeah. And like there's a whole YouTube video where it's like Caitlin giving Brett a hand job under the <laughs> hand job gate. I'm dead asleep in that video. Like the there was no that- hand job. No. <laughs> not even not even a remote rub dab. Like there was nothing. And the funny part about it is um people people always say, like, you know, like it's very clear as to what was going on. And the big joke of the house is that nobody wanted to sleep in the same bed as me because I'm a very into like I grind my teeth at night. I sound like 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 really hard. Like I have bad dreams. I'm like flowing all over the place. So when I saw that video, I was laughing. Like I thought it was funny because not like that didn't occur. And also I didn't like the, um, it was very biased. I didn't let that video because it, it was put on me when it, it was clear. And after discussing things with Brett and stuff too, like he could have easily been like sleeping and touching himself. Like he could it, have been giving himself a hand job. Right. And I didn't like that. That was just like, that's Kate, like Caitlin's doing it. Yeah. And that like really pissed me off. But I also don't really care that what people say about it because I know the truth. Right. So I don't need that validation, like I said, anymore from anyone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, for me, it was Tyler. Like I definitely fell for him. We'll, we'll get we'll get more into Tyler. Um, and you say Fessy was just a friend from the beginning. Oh, yeah, for from sure. The beginning. Not- the edit was so bad like it made it seem like there was some love triangle between you know me Haley and him and yeah. he literally from day one like my best friend like and, I and it was Haley like was it obvious to you that they were connected yeah well in the beginning the reason why I was so upset because I got really really upset you once did, I realized yeah. how close they were getting because him and I had made a final two and he was my day one and 
I would never want him or expect him to pick me over the girl that he's now with. Right. So I was just trying to figure out my place within the house. And I was so overwhelmed. I was like, I felt like really like left out kind of because I was like, he's never going to pick me over her anymore. And I just made a final two, which like you don't get to just make final twos on Big Brother. Right. Like I was just really overwhelmed by so it. So you were maybe I, more emotional, not even about him, but just about like your stance in the house and realizing. Yeah, just where yeah. I stood within the relationship and right. like how I'm supposed to move forward. But it had nothing to do with like him, you know? Yeah. Well, it's just weird because like there's this one clip of Brett and Fessy like talking on the live feeds about like you and oh you God, like that, you making moves on them. And I just thought that was kind of like a shitty clip. I don't know. It was. I mean, and I've spoken to, to both, both sides and the live. All I could say is the live feeds speak for themselves. Right. There is literally no evidence of either of those things happening. Right. So. If, if anything, there's evidence on the other side, right. which has been addressed by, you know, people in the past. But I mean, there are clips of people getting into my bed, like I and me saying, get the fuck out. Like, so I don't even need to I feel like I don't even need to put energy into those YouTube clips because none of that. Like, show me show me the truth. Like, show, show, show me the evidence. Yeah. Show me the facts. Like, <laughs> Pixar just, didn't happen. <laughs> It was really sad, but you know what? Both of them have said to me since that it became like the topic and the theme. And I have been a victim of also just kind of gossiping and and talking about stuff with people just so you could have common ground. And I wasn't in the house at that point. And it's fine. Like, I forgive them. It is really weird that you were still the topic of conversation so heavily when you weren't even in the house anymore. Heavily, heavily. But I don't blame them. Like, they need something to talk about and someone to talk about and... I unfortunately was the victim of that. But again, I don't really care. (laughs) Great. Don't. Fuck it. So Tyler, were you in love with Tyler? I I thought I was, but I wasn't. Like once you got out, you were like, okay, yeah. Once I watched the way things started to unfold, because like I said, I was seeking validation and he gave it to me. So I think I like, I, I was more in love with the fact that he was giving me attention than actually like in love with him. But I did care for him a lot. Like our friendship was true and it was genuine, but I think I thought I loved him, but I absolutely did not. Okay. Someone, hold on. Someone had a question. Um, Lindsay Petto Grasso said, do you wish Tyler went for you instead of Angela? No, not at all. Because I mean, the whole thing's debatable to begin with, whether he went for me or not. Exactly. Well, before yeah. I was even there, but, or if he's just a sociopath and like totally, totally like there's a chance he actually did not like me, of course, but that just means he's like an actual sociopath, <laughs> um, which I can respect in the game of big brother. That's great. He was playing the game. Um, but no, I don't wish that because I still had something going on at home that needed to be settled and, and put to bed. That would have been really complicated if it really transpired into something. Right. So no, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for them. Like, honestly, they're so perfect together and they seem to have really similar interests like him and Angela. And it's a, it's a great match. It yeah. really is a great match. So I'm happy for them. Great. Um, so, so you were, you were team Tyler like the whole time. I mean, oh yeah, I totally trusted it. Gung yeah. ho. Um, and you know, as we're watching, we're seeing that um, he is definitely more uh, less loyal than you were. So, yeah. how did that make you feel? And did you ever have a talk with him about, you know, what he said to your face versus what he did behind your back? Um, 
I mean, that's the part that like broke my heart. Like when you think that I spent every second with him, like every second. And um, we, our relationship got very deep. Like we spoke about our families and like our friends and it was, I mean, you know what it's like, like on The Bachelor, like you have a short amount of time, but like when you're with someone so often, like it just happens. So that was really hard for me to see just how much manipulation went into it on his end when I was just opening up and being myself and like there was strategy behind him getting close to me. I didn't like it. I thought it was weird. I thought it was messy. Um, It was. What was was the second part of that? Like, did you ever talk to him? Did you ever Uh, express that? um, We were not he knows how I feel like we were able to have a very brief discussion about it. Like the day, like uh, the next day or the day after a finale, okay. he knew. Um, but there was, I mean, he apologized for his end, but there was never really like a talk, but I don't, I think there was a long time, a few months after the show ended where I like, I waited all summer for him to get out. So I could like get to the bottom of these answers, but um, it got to the point like a month or two following the show where I didn't need it anymore. Just I just on, didn't, yeah. yeah, I didn't need the closure. I saw he was happy. Like, I don't need, I just didn't need it. So okay. the conversation doesn't even need to be had. And the last kind of cast member I want to ask about, Swaggy. Yeah. You went against your alliance, if you will. Yeah. And um, that caused a bit of a, that pissed him off sending him home. Um, yeah. The whole week um, leading up to the decision, for me to take him out, like right before I became HOH, like Tyler's still HOH. He was like running around, like telling Tyler and like talking shit about me, like saying like, I want her out. Like, I don't trust her. She's at the bottom of my, of my totem pole and my alliance. Like these were things that were said, like live feed people saw that. Um, and I heard about it mm-hmm. and maybe Tyler overreacted to the things he was saying, because do I, do I think that if Swaggy won HOH, he would have gotten me out? No, I think there are other bigger fish to fry. Then you, but yeah. as soon as I heard that, I was like, fuck that. Like, I'm, I'm so sick of men, like, thinking that, whatever. I was, like, totally on my high horse. And I was trying to make a statement. And it, unfortunately for me, like, production didn't show those moments of him saying that shit about me. So it just looked, right. like, out of the blue. Um, but when Tyler planted the idea in my head at that point, I trusted him so much. Yeah. Like he was my ride or die. So when you have that much trust in someone, you're just like, okay. And at that point, Swaggy didn't give me a reason to keep him. Truthfully, he was being rude. He was talking shit. They were all having meetings outside without me and like talking about me. And I was like, get out, like legit, get out. This is not, you think you own us, get out. And I'm going to send you home. Yeah, so it wasn't the smart, it was not a smart gameplay, but... But he was, like, I, really butthurt about it. Yeah, we're he good now. Really we're, like, friends. You're good now? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's, he was upset, and rightfully so. I took away his dream. I get it, but... His dream. Uh, <laughs> he wanted to be on that show so fucking bad. Like, yeah. whatever. I just, <laughs> I didn't... It was what it was. It was not... I regret doing it, though, because... We'll we'll get to your regrets, but what I want to ask about is your ex, Joe, did he dump you on social media? Yeah. So when you got home, you didn't quite know when you first got your phone back that you were dumped. So when I, well, I got my phone back and I 
put it, I just turned it on and I put it away for like four hours. And I sat with my cousin, Steve, um, who I had lived with at the time in California. That's where I was dropped off. And he just told me everything. He told me everything. He told me about the alliances. He told me who I should trust, who I shouldn't, what America thought of me, how he has not spoken to Joe. My family hasn't spoken to Joe. No one, like he told me it all. He's like, it's not good, Caitlin. Like, it's not good. Like, you gotta know it's not good. And then after like getting hit with all the information, I was just like, okay. And I like went to call him and he didn't answer. Like called him a few times and didn't answer. And then he texted me. He's like, we'll discuss everything when you come back to New York. And I was just like, wow. So, um, yeah, I, I wasn't prepared for like what really happened. Yeah. And I say that I've had set, like I mentioned before, I've had such an incredible turnaround of people that really fucking hated me to now loving me because I had, I was able to redeem myself. I was able to show people who I really am, but that was the most, I've been through a lot. <laughs> like I've been through a lot these last six months and I play it off like I'm strong and I am, but what I went through, I wouldn't wish on anyone. Same. Yeah. I get that. I Did you guys ever try to get back together or was that I got back to New York and um, just to spend some time at home and the day I got home he came over that night and we chatted for about two hours and it was done at that point but interesting it was it was just closure and um, I haven't seen him since someone said fuck Mary kill Tyler Brett Fess I I don't even want to partake in that ah. like I I see them all like in in none of those ways now. Like I would just kill rather them like all. yeah, like tell them all, like <laughs> I, be friends I, with I, them all. I I just like don't even look at any of them in that way. Like I yeah, legitimately yeah. could not answer that even if I wanted to. <laughs> okay, yeah. um, what would you do differently, gameplay wise, if you were to come back? Like just honestly, Layla. Really, but not but not in a way that is boring for a viewer like mm -hmm. I just don't want to I I've learned that you don't need to like play too hard and like that's what I was doing and okay. a lot of people okay. you notice throughout like the years of Big Brother that pre-jury people are like usually the most like entertaining or like high energy people because they just do too much too soon and I would just kick it like I would not I just wouldn't stir the pot like I would find a group of people mm -hmm. to stay with you and that's it. Amanda Marcione, what was your favorite part of your season? Absolute favorite part. You know, I just really enjoyed like watching it back. I thought it was a perfect season of Big mm -hmm. Brother from like a viewer perspective. Every week the power was shifted and mm -hmm. I thought that I think that's exactly what the viewers want to see. They want to see blind sides, they want to see back doors, they want to see that power shifting from side to side and I just thought it was a really entertaining season and I was kind of proud for that your season i feel like has been more successful than any bachelor season ever in creating couples my god oh yeah no the big brother i think is the best place like to if find you want to find love fuck the go bachelor on go on big I, brother i totally agree because you're stuck with them yeah like, you're stuck with them there so, was at least what f uh three couples three yeah we have three and Amy, yeah Spaggy and bailey and angela and tyler it's great that's great odds I know. I'm it's telling everyone that's that's the show you should go on. Um, Angela Westcott wants to know, let's go back to regret. What is your biggest regret? You know, it's so hard to answer that because like there's part of me that's like my biggest regret is the way I behaved and the way it affected Joe. But then there's another part of me that's like, had I not done that, I wouldn't have learned so much about myself that is now 
made me the person I am today. Mm-hmm. So that's, it's not a regret, but it's something I think about from time to time. It's sad that but, you had to, you know, that someone had to hurt for you to Especially learn. someone that is, uh, like the world didn't really get to know Joe. And he is a gem of a man. Like he is the sweetest. And I will say this to the day I die. Like I still care for him deeply. He is an unbelievable person. Wouldn't hurt a fly. So kind, so sweet, so just unbelievable. And he didn't deserve it at all. Um, but I'd say as far as the game is concerned, the biggest, my biggest regret was the first eviction. I did not vote to evict Steve. I did not vote to evict Sam. I voted to evict Steve. Tyler had lied to me and Tyler had told me a few hours before the eviction that if I don't vote to evict Steve, Sam has this power. It's going to be unleashed on the house and that me and all of my side of the house are going to be in deep shit. And I was struggling because I was like, first of all, my side has been talking shit about me all week with the swagging, whatever. Maybe I'll just fucking let it happen because I don't have any loyalty to them right now. Or I could suck it up and just fucking vote to keep Sam and I'll protect everyone. I was trying to have their back. So I was like, fine. Like, I guess I got to do this because I don't want my side to get in trouble. Had I, had I seen what her power was, which was a fucking puzzle, I would have immediately seen Tyler lied to me. I won that HOH and I would have put him on the block for lying to me. God, wouldn't that have been, oh, a lot would have changed. So that's the biggest regret. So yeah. it's not backdooring swaggy. It's not any of that. It's not voting to evict Sam. Let's talk about the puzzle. What's well, my favorite? <laughs> A lot of the questions from my Facebook group were about the puzzle. You were evicted. And had you completed the puzzle, you would have gone back in the house. But this this damn puzzle, it got you. Got me. What happened? <laughs> so you're live on TV. Yes. Right before a production comes up on the loudspeaker and it's like all right guys everyone goes they give us our order where we're sitting on the couch whatever we're about to go live and then tyler was like come come through the bathroom for a second and production's like okay like you guys need to hurry up tyler sits me down on the couch and he says this is minutes before the live eviction he goes we're all voting to evict you i'm voting to evict you and i was like what are you talking about? Like, you're my best friend. Like, you're not voting to evict me. He's like, Caitlin, we're all voting to evict you. I'm sorry, I have to do this. We know that there's a chance that you're going to come back in this game. And we know that you're going to get back in this game. And when you do, I'm going to protect you. I'm going to have your back. In the event that you don't, and you have to go home and rewatch the show, I'm really I'm sorry. sorry. Yeah. And I was like, you're sorry? Like, what, what am I about to see? Like, so I... Because at that point, I had, like, a very strong feeling that I was going to go home. I mean, I was going to get voted out, even though everyone was telling me that. Uh, but apparently, the power shift, like, that day. So, there was, like, a change. Um, I knew it. But I did not expect him to tell me that he was going to vote to evict me. So, you get all this information. Then I have to sit down on the couch. And I'm sitting there, like, I, I'm fucking making my speech thanking Deepak Chopra and, like, yeah. <laughs> fucking people i'm like i don't even that was not the speech i planned i was like what the fuck is going on caitlin and then um you are voted you know julie comes on caitlin by a vote of whatever nine to one you've been evicted from the big brother house i hear that one and i'm like oh he changed his mind like he's so cute like tyler voted to give me no he didn't Um, and then i'm saying my goodbyes and i thought in the event that i had this power to come back that sam was handing over to me that at least i would have like 
like a battle back. Like I'd go home first. Then Julie says like, you know, this bonus life. I fucking drop to the ground because I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so like, what's I'm shaking. Like this is all live on TV. Then she's like, you got to go up, complete this thing. You go up. I'm in this room. Heath Lumen, who's like head of games, needs to like come on and give me the instructions in legit a minute. He's like the name of the. It's like within the bylaws of like game shows that you need to like recite the rules of right. like what you're about. You're very like strategically. So yeah. he's the name of the game is puzzle me this. I'm like Keith, you got to tell me what the fuck I'm doing. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like and then he's, he's like, all right, you're taking the pieces, you're putting it under, you're rebuilding it, and I'm doing it all. And I'm like, oh, I have this. And then I get this major voice in my head. Like, I've I've done it. The puzzle is completed on the ground. All I have to do is lift it up and put it on this thing. And I hear this voice saying, stop. Like, this is not for you. Stop. So now I'm in this moment where my truth is obviously telling me to fucking stop. But my ego is like, you're on TV. You like, you have yeah. to win money. Like, keep going. And as soon as I heard that stop, it was done. It was, I was done. Cause I always listen. I always listen. So, oh, I mean, was, I, so you're saying it wasn't even really the puzzle. It was your intuition. Oh no. Yeah. All I had to do is push the puzzle together. It was the puzzle was fine. Like I could have done the puzzle. It was, it was, I was checked out as soon as I heard any sort of glimmer of, cause I kept thinking in my head, like, give me a sign, give me a sign. Like I need a sign. Like I didn't know what to do because when you hear nine to one, like you don't necessarily want to go back in there. Like it's no. like scary. And I just heard this, piercing voice saying stop this isn't for you so i did and Hmm. i knew it was going to be embarrassing because like it was such an it was clear that production wanted me to get back in well i mean they gave you technically like it was the easiest puzzle of all time i'm sure production was like god damn it they were so mad at me i mean they were they were upset but Uh. I am so glad that I left because I had a lot of redeeming to do and I had a a lot of work to do on myself. I had a lot of like mess to clean up on the outside world. And truthfully, like I think it worked out. It was fucking funny and legendary and and it gave a lot of people a lot of stress for a long time. And it's what I'm remembered for. But I think that will also be the reason why they have me come back someday. So, I mean, I think, I mean, there's so many things the the puzzle, your personality, the sage, all of it, like they're all about it. They, yeah. there's no doubt in my mind that you would be the first person to be asked to come on. No, to. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Um, yeah. So speaking of Tori Pyre said, um, if you were to go back for an all-star season, who would be your ideal Alliance members? Wow. Or are you just like, fuck it. I'm going to do it on my own. I don't know. I find that, first of all, if there's an all-star season, I don't think I'll be asked for that because I'm not an all-star. But if they do a season and they decide to just bring or back... Or just like a, veterans or whatever, yeah. Yeah, or like a second chances kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, I've formed like really close relationships with a lot of people in the Big Brother community mm-hmm. outside the show. So it would depend on who's in the house. But... Um, I can't even think of someone off the top of my head because I I think that a lot of these people would look at me like I'm a loose cat in, but it depends on who of my friends are back in there with me because they know me. So they're like, she's not really loose cannon. I don't know. That's a really hard question. There you go. Uh, Tori Pyre. Um, Barbara Cole, who is your most unexpected celebrity friend post show? I feel like, well, probably Jonathan Bennett. 
Yeah. I never expected to be friends with Aaron Samuels from Mean Girls. <laughs> like a little weird. When I first saw your Instagram, I was like, what is that friendship? Yeah, that's probably random. I would understand my... I could see... Now it's just so normal for me, but I could see my like younger self being like, what? Let's talk about the hate that you received. Yeah. Because I think we can bond over that. Um, yeah. Did you feel prepared for kind of the scope of this show and the power of its fan base? Mm-mm. Because I had always been a fan. I'd been watching since season 15, but I was never like an active fan. You know what was more shocking for me? I was more, I surround myself with people and I choose who I surround myself with of people that are really accepting and really kind and really judgment free. And I started to see a very disappointing reality of what the majority of people in this world act like. And there, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of people that are super great. And I get a lot of beautiful messages from people, as I'm sure you did too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But a lot are like really sad. And like the lengths that people will go to break you down are, it made me just like lose hope in humanity for a minute. And it just made me realize that not everyone, I mean, I always knew that not everyone like spreads the light or like, you know, is forgiving or is judgment free, but it was to a level that made me so just like sad for the world. I always say like, you remember the bad things that happened to you. Like it's hard to see a message and be like, Oh, this one person loves me when I have eight other messages from people telling me I should kill myself. No, it's it's really bad. And what I thank God, I keep saying this, but thank God I am who I am, mm-hmm. because if I wasn't, I don't know where I'd be today, which sounds like really cryptic and really sad. But no, that's just true, because out of all of my cast members, I'm very this is going to sound again, so unrelatable, but I'm very grateful that it's me who got all of this hate because I don't think that any of them could handle it. And like, I'm the coach. I'm the one that's like in tune with my purpose. I'm the one that is preaching love and light. Did I stray away from that for a minute? Yeah. I was really human nature, you know, (laughs) of course. Yeah. And I don't judge myself for it, but like I was in a dark place, but I'm at this point of like such acceptance, like Mm -hmm. with my general experience from this, where I'm just like, had I not gotten this hate, I wouldn't be able to realize that now I need to coach reality stars. Like everything is just full circle for me. And I'm able to recognize the synchronicity that I'm able to recognize. Like, you know, I read a quote the other day by Rumi and it was like the wounds, the wound is where like you have the space for the light to come through or like the wound gives you like the, whatever the, the room for the light to go into it. And that's exactly how I feel about the, the, about the show. Like I was fucking wounded, but that just made for more space for light to enter. Love and light. Love and fucking light. Love and fucking light. Let's drop your Instagram and stuff just in case. No, we should, because I fucking lose thousands of followers by the day. Oh my God. When I got off the show, I had like a lot. And then finale, the day after finale, we all went to Vegas. And my Instagram got hacked in Vegas. And I I was convinced I'd never get it back. So I told everyone to unfollow it and to follow me on a new one. And then eventually a week later, I got my account back. But like at that point. How much did your previous one have? Like 
145,000 followers. And then I told everyone to unfollow it. So then it went down to like 125. And then, um, and the other account that I made had like 40,000. I was like, no, no, everyone, like I got my account back. Please go back. Please go back. And then, um, I've just like lost tons of now I have like 108 like I just look people just don't give a shit when the show ends. I, so, yes, I, I lose followers by the the minute by the by the second so um guys like show me some support yes. love. so you can follow me at Caitlin underscore Herman K-I-T-O-Y-N oh what's going on with you and Derek oh Derek so Derek and I he's very, from Big like, Brother Canada by the way everyone yeah, yeah. so Derek I it's it's common courtesy when someone gets off of Big Brother like a lot of people reach out that were on the show like yeah. you know if you need anything whatever and he was one of those people but he I didn't fucking watch Big Brother Canada but I was like who is this verified kid that like <laughs> says he was on Big Brother like I don't know you but he was he had a girlfriend at the time he was like in a showmance with someone and they were still together so we just like became friendly um and then him and her broke up and we were still friends and um, he decided to come out to LA and visit and we just kind of like really clicked. And, um, you know, I, I love him very much. He lives in Vancouver though. And like, I don't like this distance thing and um, we're not like together or anything, but we do care for each other deeply. And listen, if he ever moves here, if I ever move there, then we could discuss something. But for weren't now, you guys we're just together like last weekend or something? Yeah, no, he's like, he's like always here. He accepts me for where I am like in my life and from what I experienced so I could like start hysterically crying or venting about Joe and he's so secure within himself and in our relationship that he's like it's okay babe like you're like you're okay like and it doesn't make him jealous or concerned you know he's just with me in this process and he's awesome he's a good guy all right thanks for thanks for playing thanks for having me you're, you're the best cute. thanks bye bye bye